actually, interestingly, in the time off between our last chat and this one, I had a, another conversation with two people, one of whom has been consulting to the professional services market since I was in short trousers, and one of whom was a former managing partner of a very big law firm. And we're talking about something else. And I just continued the conversation you and I have been having about, you know, are we being a bit hard on law firms? You know, you know, the comfort zone, are they being braver than we think? And they both said resoundingly, no, uh, there's not enough. There's not enough courage being shown. There's not enough um, grasping of, of the reality of, of what, uh, you know, of, of, of of what's being seen. I saw a report recently by Smith and Williamson that said this is an industry that's in denial. You know, all the parameters you'd look at, um, the lockup, the cash position, uh, the way they're going about building their business back, the lack of recognition that, oh, you know, I saw someone, um, let me think, it's the head of law at KPMG recently said, we're through the worst now. And you can almost feel a kind of, Ah, that can get back to normal. And that, I think, is a frightening attitude to have. And I've I've thought about that seriously, and I think it's a truly frightening attitude to have. It's a kind of... I'm gobsmacked. (laughs) What? Yeah, absolutely, he said it. Now, um, we shouldn't get into personalities, but that's what they said, that he has said. And I think, you know, we spoke yesterday about consciousness, and I think, well, there's a lack of it. But I also think... You know, as you were saying before, there's also a fundamental, there's a failure of courage there to, to acknowledge the risk and to acknowledge the reality of what's around them. And I think, you know, to your point before, you know, tied into the idea of courage and leadership is the idea of trust. What do you think about someone? You know, Donald Trump stands on TV and says, we're, we're, we're rounding the corner on this virus. You think, well, your death toll's going up daily. What happens to trust when... That sort of, I, I would call that a failure of courage, a lack of courage to, to assess what's really happening and to be prepared well, to, to address I think, it. I think that's being polite. I mean, I think, there is, <laughs> I think there's a certain amount of um, ostrich-like behaviour. Yeah. Um, because actually, you know, burying your head in the sand or actually tinkering with the edges of the fire while your house is burning down, it is not a positive reaction to your house going up in flames. Yeah, and I I, I wonder what clients think. Clients are thinking, we're not through the worst, mate. Have you seen what's coming? Um, Don't you sort of have your confidence in that? You know, we talked before about, you asked me where courage you come from, and I said that definition of charisma, the ability to influence and inspire people. And I think if you're clearly lacking in that kind of recognition of what's going on what chance do you have actually genuinely authentically of inspiring and influencing people i don't i don't think that that's at the forefront of most leaders minds yeah. it's not it's it's more a case of we've got to we've got to steady the ship we've got to appear we've got to be calm yeah and you know we mustn't be seen to be to panic now actually none of in 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 the in the right place there's nothing wrong with any of those um views and approaches but actually it's not it's not a plan it's not a strategy 
and people are not fooled. Yeah. I mean, you know, increasingly, you know, whatever, what, what you don't say to people, I mean, also it's Shakespeare who says that rumour fills a vacuum. Yeah. And I always used to say to my board, we have to communicate, communicate and communicate, and it's better to over-communicate and, where possible, be honest in your communication. So we have to say, this is what's happening, but we don't know what's happening with that. Yeah. As opposed to communicating and, and trying to be upbeat when everyone's actually, you know, they've got eyes, they're intelligent people, and they can read what's going, they can see and read what's going on around them. Yeah. And they're thinking, oh, really? Yeah. You know, so it, that begins to undermine not just the leadership's credibility, but it also undermines and eats away at any trust that you have built with your with your workforce. Yeah. Because because actually you're not inspiring them. And for some people who sit down and really analyse this, it makes them f more fearful about their future, and it makes them fearful for for the direction of, of, the of their firm and, and don't don't use then don't the good ones then say nah I'm, i can't no i'm out so you lose the talent you can't afford to lose well that that's that that is ultimately what happens but, but but what what leaders and what boards often say is in in times like this well you know where would they lead where are they going to go yeah and i th i think that's so short-sighted yeah because this is the time that you really need to get in there and get close to your people. Yeah. It's not about trying to, it's not about giving empty reassurances. Yeah. It's about saying, you know, we know it's really tough. How's it for you? We know it's, you know, this is not good or, you know, working remotely is so different from coming into the office and, and being able to, you know, just see people and interact and engage and and be able to get support on on the things we're working on yeah but we you know we're aware of that and you know what are your thoughts on how what we can do to 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 you know to support you and keep the team together during this time yeah and and other organizations outside professional services that i uh, do work with have taken a much more you know we are in it together, so let's hear how you think your thoughts and your suggestions on how yeah. we should yeah. approach this and what we need yeah. to do. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, lots of the projects I've worked in, um, you know, we, we've said to clients, there's, there's this tendency sometimes to think we can't make an announcement about a plan until every part of the plan is is set and fixed. And, and it's, mm. the truth is it's never going to be. And... and um, I think you gain an awful lot more by saying in front of, standing in front of people and saying, right, we know this is going on. We've got these things worked out. This is going to happen by then. The other things we're not so sure about, and there's a bunch of stuff we really don't have a clue about just yet, but we will be coming on to them. You know, you don't give, you don't give yourself away or expose yourself as being weak in that sense. I think you actually give a lot of credibility and reassurance to people for saying, yeah, they thought about it. They've seen what they can act on, um, and they they know what they need to find out more of. And I I think that's always always been my recommendation to clients when we're talking about, you know, whether it's a merger and acquisition or there was one business I was involved in who were subject of a very hostile takeover. We helped them fight that off, 
Um, mm. But it's only by you know gathering the troops and saying this is what's really needed of us all now. And some of the yeah. answers we've got, and some we know the questions, and some you know back to Rumsfeld and his known unknowns and unknown unknowns. But I think you're getting an awful lot more strength from that. And I think that's part of you know we're talking about courage in, in this conversation. I think that's a part of it, the courage yeah. to say simply don't know, help yeah. me. And 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 the, and and also just recognizing and accepting that that fear is a business reality. Yep. Even when you're doing really well, yep. you, you you're never sure how long you're going to be on a good run for. Yeah. And so if if we accept that fear is 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 here and it's just an inherent part of all we do in the workplace and yeah. and and life then i think harnessing fear is is as a leader is, and and being able to work with it really helps to um helps your workforce to capitalize on fear's energy so that they can um they can actually you know they actually in, in a perverse way feel much more confident about dealing with challenging situations and yep. and doing courageous things yeah yeah it, right. it really is you know it's that reverse psychology you know when leaders think oh no you know we don't we don't want to unsettle the workforce people will start leaving yeah. well actually that my experience is that it's the exact opposite isn't it it's the exact opposite because it's so well it's you know you're treating as as adults and 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 equals you're sharing yeah, information with well, us it's the same thing, you know, treat people like adults and they will probably respond like adults. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, I think I just had the thought then of the word complacency came into my head when you were talking because I thought you know, the opposite of this and maybe it's the complacency in that comment from KPMG, you know, we're, we're through the worst. There's a complacency in that. Um, and, uh, you know, the famous story of the Nokia board meeting years ago when they were told that, you know, Nokia had 30% of the mobile phone market at the time and they were told that apple was working on a on a on a, <laughs> on a phone and and the comment was we have nothing to fear from a computer company well well there you go chaps you know that that complacency actually what they should have done is said, okay what would we do i saw a great absolutely absolutely brilliant piece of theater from a client and his name was dennis wormwell who was the chief executive of national express coaches when i worked with him Gosh, 17, 18 years ago, he did a brilliant thing. Um, he was addressing 150 people, sort of managers, re regional managers, um, and then was, was late on the stage. And someone came onto the stage and said, sorry, Dennis has been called away to a really urgent call with, um, with headquarters down in London. Um, we've got we got news of this and he flashed up on the screen uh, a memo an internal memo from virgin hmm. um describing virgin's plans to launch a new national coach service so the guy said dennis is off talking to hq about this while he's away don't know how long he's going to be maybe we should all have a think about you know let's have some ideas about how we're going to counter this because this could obviously be a real threat and about 10 or 15 minutes later dennis came onto the stage and it was all makeup all total makeup job. There was no truth in it whatsoever. Total <laughs> fabrication. What he'd done was he'd taken a bunch of people, shaken them out of their complacency, and said, "You know, what are we going to do?" You know, and by doing that, you start to say, 
well, what are our strengths? What are our potential weaknesses? You know, what would we do to counter this? How? And it was a brilliant exercise in getting people shaken up together. And um, I think when it was all revealed to them, they just said, you know, yeah, you bugger, that was great, but that was really valuable. And I thought, you know, that's an act of courage in its own way. I didn't think of it in those terms at the time, but that was a great, just a great piece of leadership. And we're all in this together. What do you think? So in 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 difficult and tough times leadership is not something that you do alone yeah you need to do it with others not just for them but with yeah. them and and again part of the, the 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 harnessing fear and being courageous is 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 being willing to learn and try a different way of communicating so yeah. if you're used to just telling people what needs to be done or just informing them this is yeah. the, this is the time to start thinking and behaving in a way which is much more inclusive in terms of opening up the dialogue and saying well what do you think yeah um and it, you know because it's not the, yeah, okay, people need to, to be able to demonstrate their technical competence. That's yeah. one thing. But act, but actually, that by itself is not what makes a business successful. It's not the culture of the business. You know, proving your technical expertise by itself doesn't tell you anything about what it's like to work around. No, you know, how absolutely not. No. So, yeah. you know, when you think about the the level of investment that has gone into all the verbiage that we hear about, you know, our values and we're, yeah. you know, we're this type of firm and so on. Actually, the reality is bring it down to a really human level. Yeah. And, you know, people talk to people, people buy from people, people do business with people. Yeah. And, and you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about it in this conversation but I hope that in our next one, we'll also pick up on, 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 on courage in relation to professionals' relationship with their clients and the, you know, and the market, and the external-facing imperatives, because that's another whole ball game. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that now or do you want to save that for another day? If you've got the energy, we can keep... I've, we, I've we got can... my... I have the energy and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, can I... Can I yeah, go on. I, you I start. Think, go on. I think what would be helpful, because I know that through the Charisma Index and, and some of the earlier research that you did in terms of looking at sectors and organisations, I suspect yeah. that I think you pulled out some really interesting things about about this. About the courage or about how they deal with... Uh, um, well, one is not just about courage, but but in terms of their. Gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Gone. Was it the research we did in the early part of the lockdown in the UK? Yeah, but I but I think some you know looking at how you know where where some organisations are sitting in terms of how they're perceived by the. But so, you know, the, if you look at the retail sector and, yep. and who sits where and what yep. and, and, you know, and, and that. I know I what think, you mean. Yeah, yep, yep, I think yep. the point, caught up. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Keith, yep. I, I've, I've regained my thoughts. 
what I was thinking is it, 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 it is about earlier we were talking about lack of urgency or it seems to be there seems to be a lack of urgency and a focus on the wrong priorities and um, linking that with the, the early charisma research um, I think there is a there's a common link in terms of how firms, a number of firms, still see themselves. They don't seem to understand the market and competition and what the threats yeah. are. So they think yeah. that nobody else is doing what they do because we've been around for such a long time. Why would they go somewhere else? You know, yeah. I remember um, a senior partner in one of my firms who had had the same client, a mega client for for most of his career yeah and the message from the director of bd and client service feedback was that the client was really not happy yeah and this partner's view was well but i'm a i'm a really good lawyer and they you know they get really good advice so yeah. i don't i don't understand what their problem is so he just kept ignoring it and then eventually, surprise, surprise, after all these years with a watertight relationship, so he thought, they decided to go out to tender. Yep. And, and by then it's too late. It, by then actually. it's too late. But he also didn't yep. really understand what, what a tender would mean. And he wouldn't take the advice that he was being given by this, yep. the BDX, business development experts, specialist. And he didn't win it. Yeah, you can almost hear the client saying, I've been trying, I've been trying, I've given you so many chances and you haven't picked it up. But it's um, just this mindset of not, you know, he, you know, you don't know best, the client knows best. And the client, yeah. when the client says, I want it this way, it's really hard and frustrating if, as their advisor, you keep giving them, give it, giving it to them the way that you want to. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, going back to our conversation about consciousness now, you know, understanding, I think, it's even more acute as a need now. Mm. Um, you really have to understand what someone's looking for, you know, what's, what are they as an individual in their position, not just the company they represent, but they as an individual, what do they need? Mm. What, are they, what are their issues now? Things change for them. Um, and, you know, the, the, the dreadful complacency of, I think, we're through the worst, which means, you know, we can go back to, our, oh, you know, we can take our foot off it all now. It's not going to be permanent change. It is. You know, it really is. And um, forgive me for straying into coaching territory, but I worked with, with broader coaching to a, a, a business I worked at before about 15 years ago. And I remember one thing she said, which was so true then and is now, and is, which is um, to be different you have to do different mm. and that that's a real challenge it's as relevant now as it was then and i think um it means you know taking taking a bit of a look at yourself and saying okay i need to make sure that um i'm doing what's necessary not just what's comfortable for me and we're back to that point about the comfort zone but to to be different you've got to do different seems yeah absolutely clear cut to me that's that's that when we're back to emotional intelligence and and the importance of self-awareness. Yeah, and being, yeah, absolutely being aware of, of your own needs, your own requirements, shortcomings, and, and your strengths. Not as if you have to, you know, yes. throw, yeah. it's not all throw everything away and start again, but you do have to be prepared to say, well, how might that be 
understood in a different context or performed in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. What that means then means for your relationships with the yeah. people and how you interact with others. Yeah, yeah, yeah.